discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for honoring us with your presence. Thank you. We love you with all of our hearts. With everything that is in us. Thank you so much, Lord. We give you glory, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. It's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to be here physically. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, you have to be smart not to place a limit on the Holy Spirit and what he can do. The Bible mentions how that his word shall go all around the world. And the way to be all around the world in our time is to be on a screen in real time. Praise the Lord. I had a vision years ago and I was preaching and a hologram had been beamed to, yes, to various places. I don't know if you saw the first ever concert to be done um, with a hologram. The, the woman, it was a lady, the woman had died long ago, but then there was this opera that was organized with all the instruments were physical, they were there for real, but then she was a hologram. I don't know if you saw it. Just last month. Yes, in Germany. It was all over the news. So it's really coming. Yes, because it's going to happen. Because God needs that. The gospel needs that. God needs it to do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So don't get all, oh, why is it that we are watching on the screen? Well, if you are smart, you should ask yourself how you can receive from God, even though it's on a screen. Okay? People touch screens and are healed. People sit in meetings where the man of God is somewhere and everything happens as it's supposed to be. So you don't have to be there physically. If Jesus needed to be here physically, he would have been in trouble. He would still be alive after so many years, isn't it? He's alive. I'm talking about he will still have been here physically with us. It's not possible. That is why um, God, God causes people to write books and do things so that they can extend beyond their generation and impart others. It's a means of extending beyond a particular physical location. So don't, don't complain. Do you get it? There's a time coming when you, you will be in certain meetings physically but may not receive because you may not be paying attention as you're supposed to. So it's not about being there physically. 
It's about the, the attentiveness with which you attend to the word of God. Hallelujah. So all those of you who are watching us on screen, I'm saying this because of you today. God is going to do something very special today. And um, it's going to go everywhere. So just get ready for it, okay? Don't, don't say that, oh, I'm so far away. You are not far away at all. There's no distance with the Holy Spirit. There's no distance with the Holy Spirit. Not at all. There's no distance with the Holy Spirit. And I'll show you today in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a blessing, isn't it? What have I been sharing with you? Seven vital keys to manifesting your greatness. 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 There's greatness embedded in every single one of us. Not one, not two. Every single one of us, including all those who couldn't make it today. Everybody. Greatness is embedded in us. And last week Friday, I showed it to you. How that we are the seed of Abraham. And hence are called for greatness. Say, I'm great. I'm great. Because I'm the seed of Abraham. So it's inherent, it's inside. It is. You, we are not trying to do things to make us great. We are doing things to manifest or to bring out the greatness that God has placed in us. Okay? It's one thing thinking that you are doing things to become great. And it's another thing knowing that you are great and you are showing forth the greatness of God in you. One comes with anxiety. One comes with peace and relaxation all those who are struggling there are people who are struggling to be great they are not sleeping and even their greatness is questionable it's questionable people become big people and are destroyed they lose their children they lose something very critical in their lives in exchange for what they were looking for but that's all around success from God that has that God gives to you. Okay? And that's the kind of success that God has given to us. All round. All round. Say all round. Yeah. All round. And there's a process. There's there's something that God would want to take you through gradually. Okay, you wouldn't want to buy a car for a three year old, would you? BMW three series. Because it's three on his third birthday, you buy him BMW three series. I mean, that is, the, that is the end of his life. He will kill himself. Okay, he will kill himself. It's not wise to do that. You can buy that car for him, but you will let another person drive the car, isn't it? So that he can be taken to school and taken to other places and be allowed to grow. And then when he's grown, he can take over the car. Isn't, isn't that the right thing to do? It's the right thing to do, isn't it? Same thing. You have... There are cars that are yours that some other people are driving. People are looking after your property. People are looking after your TV station. People are looking after your companies. Yes. Haven't you heard of people buying companies out before? People buy companies. Companies merge. All kinds of things. We have mergers and acquisitions as something that is studied in school. Yes, as a course, broad course, mergers and acquisitions, the processes to go through in order for two companies to merge. Or in order for a company to acquire another company. 
Yeah, it's a big cause that is studied because it is something that happens on a regular basis. Yes, consolidating things. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some are consolidated. Yes. Okay. So God would want you to do the right things, to go through the processes so that he can give you what he wants to give you. Or rather, show you the manifestation of what he has already given to you. Hallelujah. And I give the first point as what? Dream big. And not just any big dream. You must dream the dream of God. Okay? You must have the vision of God. And I explained the vision of God to you, isn't it? And I showed you how to key into the vision of God. This is very important. Without that, you are, it's a labor in vain. Vanity in vanity. All is vanity. Yes. All is vanity. People have built things, brothers and sisters. You are not the first to try to build something. Do you know what people have built? People have built things. Say people have built things. What do you know that people have built? What do you know? Apple. Yeah. Apple. Empires. What type of empires? Give me names. I want names. Genghis Khan. They have even vanished. They are not in the system anymore. Julius Caesar wanted to be emperor of Rome. Alexander the Great, all these people, they've just, they've just fizzled out of their system. They've built things. British Empire, right now, they are struggling. Brexit is giving them problems. They thought they were as strong as they were years ago when they were our colonial masters and could get everything from us. They thought they could be on there. But now, exiting the, the EU is not easy for them. It's not easy for them at all. They are struggling. There are no jobs, all kinds of things, plenty problems. Because levels don't change. Things have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when it comes to greatness and success, people have been great. It's not, we are not now trying to start something. You are not the first. Okay? You are not the first to try to do something. People have done things. Yes. But the difference between what God wants to do with you and what they did. Okay? is enjoying a kingdom that does, that does not collapse. Doing something that is eternal. Something that will last forever. Are you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you heard of stocks? You know, you know stocks? Yeah. People have stocks in various places. Stocks dip, go up, we have bearish markets, bullish markets, all kinds of markets. Companies collapse, fizzle out. Companies you never thought would collapse will end up collapsing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't mention anything. I didn't say anything. I've not mentioned any company's name, I beg. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when the vision is from God, you have every right to dream big. It's very important. When, when you key into the vision of God, you don't do much. You don't do much. I remember when this church started. Pastor came is here. He knows. He saw the beginnings of the church. And he, he remembers how many people were in there. We could have meetings and there were only four people inside the meeting. We crossed over with four people into the next year. 2011 into 2012, 31st night, we were six. 
were sitting in a circle. Six chairs. And that was how we crossed over. We were talking and talking and talking. And then we realized that it has passed 12. I said, hey, we are in the next year. Welcome your neighbor to the next year. This is a year of something. Well, I've forgotten what it was. Paul. This is a year of something. But we've not had to struggle because all we've done is to position ourselves in line with the vision and the plans of God. And it's just working. I get ministers asking me so many questions. So how do you make this happen? How do you make this happen? How? My job is to make sure I'm in line with God. That's all. My job is to make sure I'm in line with his will. I'm in line with his purpose of my life. And everything will flow. I don't need to struggle. Having you didn't hear what Jesus said? Come unto me, all you that labor. And I have you what? And I'll give you. Uh-huh. So just come and receive rest. Okay? Come and come and receive rest. If it's from him, there's rest associated with it. But if it's not from him, you will struggle for a very long time. There's a diff- I'll give you a certain point. The point number four. Uh, point number five talks about something that is similar to what I'm saying now. Okay? Huh. But it is in another view. If the vision is not from God, if the dream is not from God, prepare to struggle for nothing. You struggle for a very long time. And you will lose it at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you will regret. You have regrets. Have you seen older people before? People who are 70, 75. Talking. I had the privilege of sitting with a 78-year-old man who was, in, was correct up here. He was very sane. Okay? And he was advising me. I was just 19 at that time. He was advising me concerning life. And he said, that, listen, I had many opportunities. I could have found God earlier, but I didn't mind God. I found God when I was 65, just 10 years ago. And it has really pained me because I've wasted, I realized I've wasted my life for nothing. That's what he said. He made, he made me believe in God more. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So start your life out knowing exactly what God wants you to do. You have to find out. You have to take time. Okay? You have to, it's like going to write an exam and not studying for it. You should know that you are filled. You are setting questions for yourself. At this juncture, one may ask. What? Draw, draw and label a lizard. You are the one who is, who is drawing a Only you in the exam hall. The question is frog. It is not lizard. The fact that they are both amphibians does not mean that you can just draw a lizard and you'll be marked correct. No, 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 no. no. It's a mistake. They say you should draw, you should draw the digestive tract of a, of a human being. And then you draw that of a chicken. Because that one... Remember, we used to do that. You used to draw. I don't know what we, we did with all those things. So we've done all kinds of things. And they'll be beating you. You didn't get this portion right. They'll slap you. Pop, pop, pop. Well, we don't know what we did with it. We have drawn all those things. And it's, it has flown into the mid-air. We don't know. Ruminants and uh, non-ruminants and all those things. Omasum. Abomasum. Do you remember Abomasum. Rumen and all those things. I mean, it's interesting. You can't just set your own questions. What are the questions that to be asked on that day? You see, what are the questions that to be asked? What did you do with your life? What did you do with your life? How did you contribute to the vision of God? Yes, because we are here for a reason. We are not here because we, we are here for a reason. 
add 50 years to your age right now and check whether you'll be alive. Just try it. Try it right now. Try it right now. Check whether, how, how will your life be 50 years from now? Like, what will be your age? Check your age right now. How old will you be? You'll be 78. Do you know 78? If everybody is able to get to 78, there's a probability that you'll be dead. You'll be gone. Very, very high probability that you'll not be in the system anymore. Yes, add 50 years to your life. You realize that it is finished. It's finished. Tell us, it's gone. Everything is Agbena, Agbena. I had a, I had a rap. Agbena. <laughs> Everything is gone. Everything is gone. Yeah. Everything is gone. Everything. 50 years old. If we should do it 60, we are in trouble. Do you think 50 years from now is far away? It's not far away at all. I remember 10 years ago. I remember 20 years ago. 1999, I was alive. I was awake. My eyes were like this, moving around. I knew what my left was. I knew what my right was. This is 20 years ago. I was fully alive. Yes, 1998. Yes, 1998 is just 20, just 20 years ago. Yes, but it's very far away. Yes. Recently, I was sitting down looking at my son. And I said, 2100. You remember, you were there. 2100, he will be alive. Wow. 2100, he's just two years now. And we calculated it was 82 years away, I think. So he will be 84. There's a very high probability he will be around. 2100. Right. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is because he's an extension of me. Do you get it? If I want to live long, what should I do? I must invest in him so that he can go into the future. Because at that time, I'll, not be, I'll, be, I'll be ashes. You'll be lying your grave smiling. It will, it will be left with only your teeth. <laughs> no, or you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's a very serious thing. But the better wisdom is to impart other people in the kingdom of God so that they can extend. You can have plenty of children. How many children can you have? No, how many children you want to spread the gospel through, through birth? It's not possible. <laughs> through child, it's not possible. You can't do much. Like Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, so we must do something that will impact the lives of others. Yeah. I was saying, I don't know if it was you. I was saying something concerning John Wesley. Was it on Wednesday? Yeah. Or some Wednesday, yeah. John Wesley didn't have a child. James McKeon. Do you know James McKeon? The founder of Pentecost, Church of Pentecost, which started from Ghana and is all around the world. They didn't have a child. There's no child. How did he extend himself? He's gone. He's dead and gone now. He has more than 20,000 churches now. Yes, more than 20,000 churches. Impacting lives. You see, and God's system is like, a, it's like a, a network marketing company. If I bring two, and the two bring two, and the two bring two, and the two bring two, 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 and it's going like that. I have a percentage in everybody's life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't you heard of people's blood still speaking? Yeah. Abel's blood is still speaking. Christ's blood is still speaking. People's blood still speaks. There are some people's blood that does not, it doesn't speak anymore. It's silence. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. There's nothing that God can have as a memorial of you any longer because you didn't do anything when you were on earth. 
you did things, but it was not in line with what you wanted to do. God wouldn't owe you a thank you. If you read in Genesis chapter 5 and in Genesis chapter 4, there are two groups of individuals. Let me show it to you. Genesis chapter, let's read from chapter 4, from verse 16. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife. He had sexual relations with his wife. Yes, that's what it means. And she conceived and bare Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. And unto Enoch. So they were the first group of people to start building cities. Do you see? Cities. So don't think that greatness only is, is only found in God. No. It's everywhere. Yes, it's everywhere. You go, oh, I was in Dubai not long ago. You realize that the people, they, they are really thinking. You see how foolish we are. You see how wise they are. It's very serious. Yes, yes, it's very, very serious. You see that they are really thinking. Okay, they are really thinking. Can you imagine that they are number one client? I, we met a company that built hotels and sells. They sell the room. They sell the hotel room. Not the whole hotel. They sell the hotel rooms to individuals. Okay, and one hotel room minimum is $500,000. Even today they called me. Whether I'm, inter- I'm still interested, <laughs> me I should carry my five hundred thousand dollars and come and put it back in. And can you ma- just let me ask you a question? Who do you think are their number one clients in the world? <laughs> I think you've listened to the message. I preach the message. Right now. Nigerians are the number one. They are number one. The whole world. They are number one clients. You are not easy at all. You are not easy at all. But it's a sign of how foolish. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, because you could have used that money to develop your country. You've taken it to them to develop their country. Yes. Yeah. And the day we arrived, the day before, a Russian had come to buy 23 of those rooms. Yes, 20, 11 million dollars. Yes, just like that. Yet still, he has not beaten the Nigerians. The Nigerians are number one. Right. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. People have built things, built things, built things over the years. And Cain and his children were the first. If you've noticed, the Bible says that, and Cain left the, the uh, look, go to verse 16 once again, Genesis 4, 16. And Cain went out from what? The presence of the Lord. So all that is going to do is outside the presence of the Lord. It's not in the presence of the Lord. It is outside the presence of the Lord. And dwelt in the land of Nod. On the east of Eden. Go back to 18 where we're reading. And unto Enoch was born Irad. And Irad begat Mehujael. And Mehujael begat Methusael. And Methusael begat Lamech. And Lamech took unto him two wives. The name of the one was Ada. And the name of the other Zillah. And Ada bare Jabal. He was the father of such as dwell in tents. And of such as have cattle. So they are the ones who started agriculture. Farming, keeping uh, livestock and all that. Next verse. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as handled the harp and organ. Entertainment began with them. Yes. Enterpiece. These are the enterpiece. And it was not in the presence of the Lord. It was outside the presence of the Lord. They did great things. Is this not great? Organ and all that. Hasn't it helped us? If there were no organs, you couldn't have had Agbena. You couldn't have had Agbena and rap and do things. You couldn't have that. One life to live. One, are there no keyboard, keyboard, whatever inside? It's inside. 
Hmm? It's inside. Dun, dun, dun. It's keyboard, eh? dun, dun, dun. I used to think it was maybe Akasai or something. <laughs> they handled the harp and the organ. And Zilla, she, she also bare to Bakin an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. Metals, brass and iron. And the sister of Tubakin was named. They, they are the ones who started manufacturing weapons and tools to be used in farming and all those things. They are the ones who started. I mean, very innovative guys. And so innovation is not enough. Am I saying innovation is bad? Emphatically not. Go to the next verse. <laughs> And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zilla, hear, my, hear me, blah, blah. You see, they, they did things. Achievements. But let's look. Have you seen their lives? They mentioned their names and what they did and all that. Okay, go to chapter 5. Let's look at Seth's children. You remember? Adam gave birth to Cain and Abel. Those were his male children. The women were also there. They were female children, but they were not mentioned. During those times, they didn't mention female children. The ladies were not counted. When Jesus says, it's Jewish culture, it's, it's the culture of the Oriental world. Okay? You know the Orient? The Asians. Hey, the Asians, Middle East people are all part of the Orient. And they don't, they don't count women. Do you know in South Korea, if you were born uh, on 31st December, by 1st January, you'll be two years old. That's how they count their ages. So you have Korean age, Chinese age, before your normal age. Yes. So they do their things very, very... It's not, it's not, that's how they've lived their lives for, very, for years. And they have them, some of the most original cultures you can have. They've, their culture has been preserved over years, 2,000 years, 3,000 years. They've been there. Okay. And that's how they are. That's how they don't count the women. So don't think that there's, there's a challenge in the Bible concerning women. Someone asked me a question recently concerning her. I said, I'll, I'll answer her. You know, it's not because women are hated. No, it's where the, 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 the stories of the Bible came from. And even in Africa, it was the same. Even in Africa, it was the same. Yes, it was, some, it was a culture that passed on from one group to the other. So don't think that you are not special. You are, it's like, you, are not really, you don't really count. You count. Tell, tell the nearest lady by you that you count you are very important yes so don't don't be don't be sad so adam adam gave birth to uh cain and abel cain went out of the presence of god after killing abel so adam gave birth to another son his name was seth okay so adam's genealogy starts with seth and adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years and he begat sons and daughters. Have you seen it? Did they show you what Adam did when he was here on earth? Did they show you whether he brought pencil to the world and book to the world and produced chair? Did they do anything like that? They didn't do anything like that. But the other group, they said that, oh, this one brought organ. This one brought... Uh, city. This one bought this one. Okay. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. But do you see the other group having their ages be mentioned? Their ages are not mentioned. And Seth lived 105 years and begat Enos. They let you know how old they were when they produced their first child, their first son. And Seth lived after he begat Enos 807 years and begat sons and daughters. 
And all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. And Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. And Enos lived after he had begat, he begat Canaan 815 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were 905 years and he died. Why? Why is, he, why are they, why is it that their genealogy is different from the other group? Have you noticed there's a difference? One doesn't have any record concerning their ages. Because in the presence of God, they didn't live. They didn't live. They didn't. They weren't. They were just existing. They were not living. So their ages are not recorded. They added something to humanity. What they did has helped humanity. But God does not owe them a thank you because in his sight they were not living. They were just existing. Yes, they were just existing. They weren't living. Because all that they did was outside the presence of God. It was outside the presence of God. They were not in the presence. It was outside the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can live on earth and, and do so many wild things. Sometimes you look around, you see a lot of people doing a lot of very interesting things. But the question is, are you living or you are existing? Are you living or you are existing? How is your life adding on to the most important thing? Let me show you a scripture. Go to 2 Peter chapter 3. Let's read from verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. <laughs> I just remembered Wednesday. <laughs> but you have to, everybody has to listen to that message. I think it will help you. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away. So the heavens that you are seeing now, the Bible says it shall pass away. Hey. Unless you don't believe the Bible. How many of you don't believe the Bible? How many of you believe the Bible? You, so you believe everything it says? Even if it looks like twinkle, twinkle, little stars. Do you remember this morning, God reminded me of, uh, you know, just this afternoon when I was meditating to come and preach. God asked me whether I remember. He reminded me of uh, the explosion, the gas explosion that happened. At, was it last year? It was last year. It was last year, isn't it? It was this year. Earlier this year. We were having a meeting here, isn't it? Do you remember the feeling? How was the feeling like? How was the feeling like? It was not easy at all. Isn't it? Uh-huh. Jesus is coming. will be wilder. It will be wilder than that. It will not be an easy sight. Sometimes it's like, it's not really going to come. They are just playing. Jesus is just playing. Yeah, he shouldn't be, should be saying such things. I mean, why is he saying such things? Is he not a God of love? Why is he saying such that he will destroy and do this and do that? Yes. It is true. You can't believe some portions of the Bible and not believe some portions of the Bible. Every one of it is there. And this is not symbolic. You get it? Like, Jesus will use touchlight to touch the sky small. And then, no, the Bible says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. You remember the noise? Uh-huh. This one will be greater with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. The works that are therein, the buildings shall be burned up. The cars shall be burned up. The, what, what, what else is there? The dresses shall be burnt up. Hmm? All of them shall burn up. The, look at the next verse. King James, please. 
Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. He's talking to the church. He says, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Next verse. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. You think it's a, he's not joking. Then he says, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So we want to be part of this new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. It's not a joke. Even if you are not around when this happens, Jesus is coming for you through death. Yeah. You see, those times I used to preach in a certain way, because all of us are young. I was not expecting death anytime soon. Until one of us died this year. Then I changed my mind. That I have to, I have to show you what you have to, sh- you have to, because we don't know the time, the expiry date on you. Maybe as you are sitting here smiling to me like this, your expiry date, hallelujah. hallelujah. I won't say it, I'm a prophet, so I won't say it so that something will come. But someone's expiry date somewhere, maybe tomorrow morning, and it's just 22. 22. Last week, la- was it last week? Last two weeks, two ladies just died. Was it? Was it last two weeks? Two weeks ago or three weeks ago, they were doing the one-week ceremony. They were, they were at tech, isn't it? And one was at tech. Yes. Can you imagine that she was invited to church? Yes, she was invited to church. And she said that, oh, she's going. She, when, when she comes back, then she will come. She couldn't come back again. They are, they are sisters, so they just died. Two, the, the mother gave birth to them, looked after them uh, until one became to, to the other one became 24. And that, that was when they died. Can you imagine? Yeah, he, she didn't know expiry. Apparently, she was also in Dubai when we, were, when we were in Dubai. She was taking things from Dubai and bringing them and all that. Like, Charlie, life is life they happy about greatness. Greatness. She had gone to bring phones and all that. Like, she's coming to sell and make money. She had calculated things. Like, she's calculated her profits, her profit margin. She'll be getting $15,000 by the end of one month or two months so that she can go back and go and bring. Had plans. Yeah, but Jesus also, God also had his own plans for her. Is that you have to think bigger than you are thinking now. Do you get it? Like your life must count where it matters most. Your life must count in the kingdom of God. So don't just decide, I want to be a, a, a financial mogul. I want to be going to America and coming to London and going to Moscow and going to uh, Azerbaijan at the same time. Yes, that's what I want to do, Pastor. Can you pray for me so that my dreams can come to pass? Pastor, you said we should dream big. So, Pastor, I'm dreaming big. I want to, I want to be a traveling person. I'm traveling into all the world. Brother, you may be surprised that that is not what God wants for you. It's in doing what God wants for you that brings you greatness. It's not, it's not about one person may be chosen by God and designed by God to be doing that. But you may be chosen and designed by God to sit somewhere and do another thing. That doesn't seem so great here. But on that day, when we see your greatness, everybody will marvel. There are many hidden, hidden apostles, faceless apostles, nameless apostles. They are in the system. God is using them to do great things. But they are not on TV. So you think that they are nothing. Die and see. Enter heaven and see. Then you realize that, hey, Adam was not an, a small person at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
No, it's a very serious thing. We must give you the whole counsel of God. There's, there's nothing aspect of the church, uh, the body of Christ, that will tell you that you can dream whatever you can do. It's not true. It's not true. Okay? It's not true. Do you think I wanted to be a pastor? You don't think I wanted to? Oh, what? What's, why? It's like I was born a pastor. I was not. I was not at all. In fact, I didn't like it. Even sometimes I don't like it. Yes, especially when I'm coming to preach and I don't know what I'm coming to say. I'm like, ah, why am I even doing this? I ask my wife, why am I stressing myself like that? Yeah, it's like, ah, why am I not, why don't I just go and sit my somewhere and just think about myself? And go and sleep. What's all this all night, whatever? Ah, what's all this? I don't like it sometimes, but I know that is what I'm supposed to do. I know. Sometimes I wonder what else I would have been doing with my life if I was not doing this. Yes, I can't even think about it. I can't think far. So you two, there's a special place for you in the kingdom of God. That is, God is introducing you to something that lasts. Okay? Make contributions to a, a certain empire that lasts, that will last forever. Yes. Look at, look at Revelation chapter 20. Let's read verse 12. I don't know why I'm going to... Let's read from verse 11. This was not my intent. I've not, you see, I'm not supposed to be talking about this, but as I'm talking, the Son of God is pushing me along that line. You know, you, sometimes I'm going to preach. I don't know what I'm going to say. When I stand and I hold a microphone, something comes on me. Something just comes on me. I just sense the anointing to teach. Yes, and I felt, when I took the microphone and I stood there, it just came like that. Shoom. Yes. It happens to me every time. Every time. And that's why I can remember scriptures. On a normal day, if you ask me, I may not, I may not be able to tell you. I may not remember. <laughs> and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. It's not a movie. It will happen live in Caleb. It says, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. From whose face, what? Read, read it to me. One to go. And there was found no place for that. There was found no place for the heaven, the heaven that we are seeing, and the earth that we are seeing. There was no place for them for you to have your building somewhere inside. So when we talk about great, we are not talking about buildings like you build five bedroom house. And when you are coming, when you are walking in your house, you are walking like Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was just walking on top of his building like that, and he said, "By my greatness, I have built all these things." Yeah. And God said, you're a very big fool. You don't know. God said, you don't even know that you are in my plan. I made you this. I brought you here for a purpose. And God smote him with madness. Yeah, he lost his mind. And he was with the animals for seven years. It's not a, it's not a movie. It was a true story. Yes, true story. You may be surprised that you go and meet Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. Because Nebuchadnezzar, according to the scriptures, repented. Daniel chapter 4. At the end of the day, he gave glory to God and said some very wild things and wrote some very wild things before he died. You'll be shocked that when you go, he'll be sitting down like this. Saying that you when you're you talking about me some way. You see, I'm here. <laughs> you, you can look at, we can look at it. You have to be smart. Everybody's life is for, every, is for him. We, we are not sharing our life. 
All those who propose and say, let's share our life. We are, it's not, we are not sharing our life. Share. No, there's something you need to do for God. Okay? Yeah, there's something you need to do. Yeah, Daniel chapter 4, verse 37. And now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. After he was restored to his mind, his right mind. This is what he said. And all whose works are truth and his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride, he's able to abase. He spoke about himself. He says, all those who walk in pride, he will abase them. Okay, that, that was the end of Nebuchadnezzar's life. So at the end of his life, this was what he wrote before he died. He was extolling God. After he had built plenty things and he realized that, hey, it's not by might, it's not by power. Whatever I've done is from God. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You can't just decide I want to go into farming. It's lucrative because people are making money in it. So let me also do some. It may be the end of your life. The best you are trying to, the chicken, whatever. All of them will die and you will just die on top of them. Because it will be your last investment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ask God. Talk to God. Okay? Tell me about talk to God. Yes. Take time. It's important too. It's impo- Don't ignore it. Ignore it at your own peril. We can be in the same church. We are all shouting glory. But you may not be doing what God has designed for you to do. You may be off. That's why I'm telling you. You have to find out. God, which one? What will bring my manifestation? The manifestation of my greatness. What, are you, what do you want me to do? Yeah, and he will show you the general thing and help you gradually over the period, over years, to achieve what God wants to achieve. Okay? They went on to talk about the next point, which was what? Discipline and diligence. Isn't it? Discipline and what? Don't think that by sitting down, the Bible says that a little, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms, and your poverty shall come upon you like an armed man. If you are not into working hard, brothers and sisters, know that you will not achieve the dreams that God has designed for you to achieve. You will not. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, you are into sleep. <laughs> that is what you are into. Small thing now, can we sleep small? Small thing now, oh, can we sleep small? Can we sleep small? Can we sleep small? You are always, you are always into sleep. Instead of waking up, being awake to do what God wants you to do, you are sleeping. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that tra- traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Your want as an armed man. If you don't work hard, You'll be in trouble. When you get to know what God wants you to do, what do you do? You work hard. You work hard. Tell me about work hard. hard. Yes. Work hard. That's the major difference between Christians and every other person. Christians are not into working hard. Because they don't think it is spiritual enough. You don't know. Like it's not spiritual enough. Why? Why? It's a sign that you don't believe God. Hard work is a sign that you don't trust God. The Lord will do it. Supernatural something. Yes, there's a supernatural. But the supernatural does not just work itself. No. You must work hard. You must do something. What do you think? 
Let me show you a scripture. John chapter 5, verse 17. John chapter 5, verse 17. Even our Lord had to work hard. He knew what he was called into. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and what? And I work. My father worketh hitherto. The father works, and I also work. So all those who don't work, you keep your ten fingers around you like this to warm your body. You are in trouble. You are like a koala. You sleep 20 hours and just uh, you are alive for four hours. You are in trouble. My father worked in that too. And I work. Oh, it's not in the Bible. Luke chapter 12 verse 49. Amplifies says, But Jesus said, My father has worked. Even until now, he has never ceased working. He's still working. And I too must be at divine work. Working, working. It's part of, it's part of life. We work. We don't sit. You finish school, you are just there. Okay, you'll be there for a very long time. Oh dear, don't, don't stand up from your bottoms and start doing something. No, work is spiritual. Work is too spiritual. Keep your finger here. Go to Acts chapter 20. Let's read verse 33. Acts chapter 20, verse 33. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Have you seen it? Paul says what? What does it mean? What does it mean to covet? What are you saying? What does it mean? What does it mean? Let, let's, read, let's read message and see. I have I've never, as you so well know, had any taste for wealth or fashion. This what? Message. Amplified. Let's read Amplified. Sometimes it's not what he's saying. It's not what he's, he's actually saying. He says, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or costly garments. I have coveted means I have not put it in my eyes like... Uh-huh. I have had no desire for any man's silver or gold or clothing. Like when I see someone's clothing, I'm like, hey, this one is nice, so I want to have some. I've, I didn't do that. What did I do? Look at the next verse. Yea, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities. These hands of mine have ministered unto my necessities. And to them that were with me, I have worked. Let's read, was it BB that you showed? No, no, I'm trying to let you know that work is part of life. Like, don't think that we don't work. You must work for things to work. Do you understand? We must work for things to work. If you don't work, nothing will work. But if you are working outside of the first one, you will have frustration. That's a, that's a problem. Because people are, a lot of people are hardworking. But their hard work does not produce anything. Because they've missed the first one. And God is waiting for the day that you say that I am tired. I want to sit down and ask you what you want me to do. And then he will show you. Then you can work hard. Without the first one, you can't work hard. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you'll be working, but your work will be, will be nothing. You yourselves have seen that with these hands, I got what was necessary for me. And for those who were with me. Next verse. In all things, I was an example to you. Of how in your lives you are to give help to the feeble and keep in memory the words of the Lord Jesus. These are the words of the Lord Jesus. How he himself, how he himself said, there is a greater blessing in giving than in getting. How will you be, be able to give? You will only be able to give when you are working. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9. For you remember brethren, our labor and travail for laboring night and day. Laboring night and day. We were working night and day because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preached unto you the gospel of God. Laboring night and day. 
Night and work, we are just working. Yes. Night and day. No, when have you ever sat up that you are working throughout the night before? Has ever crossed up cross your mind? Never. Never. Do you do you know uh, yet you can watch TV throughout the night? That is the easiest thing on earth, isn't it? That's the easiest thing on earth. We can watch TV throughout the night. But that you are working or you are praying throughout the night. You will say, God punish God. I'm not going to do this thing. Yes, that's what you will say. That is where, that is why you are where you are. Oh no, I'm being honest with you. I'm being honest with you. That is why you are where you are. The grace of God comes for you to labor. There's grace for labor. Paul said, I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. I labored abundantly more than they all. So you have to be smart. Okay? The kingdom of God is not by bless me only. Pray for me only. No, it's by hard work as well. We work hard. The Lord will bless the work of your hand. Where is the work of your hand? There's no work of your hand. What should he bless? What should he bless? There's no work. There's nothing happening. There's nothing happening, first of all, because you have not decided to do the first one. You've not decided that I'm going to wait on God for three days. Nobody prompting me. You get it? Not because we preached. Or because something you are you are you are, you are frustrated with life. No, I don't like the way things are going. You should be able to get that's what I preached the very first day. You should be able to get angry. You have to get angry. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes God will wait for you to get angry before some things can happen. You must get angry and say, I, I am dissatisfied with the way things are going. I must do something about it. God, talk to me before it is too late. This is your last chance. Yes, you wait on God, you fast until you now you realize that you are fasted. And you will hear God. God will talk to you. God will talk to you. God will show you what to do. Or rather, your flesh will give way for you to hear what God has been saying all these years. Because he's always talking. He's been saying it for a long time. You are just not hearing because of the banku that you are, the banku size. The size of the banku is too big. And you need two balls. So one blocks this side and the other blocks this one. So no voice. God's voice can't come. No, it's serious. You must work hard. You have to. You have to. No, no. Uh, you see, I don't sit at one place. Oh. Naturally, since I was a child. No, I eat breakfast in the house. It's finished. I'm out. I'm gone. I didn't know God was going to use it when I, when I become born again and consequently become a minister. Yeah, I don't sit at one place. Until the thing happens, I'm not stopping. That's how I am. I don't know why, but that's just how I am. Until I see the thing done, I'm not... Hey, you should see me. Oh, but then Alpha, my wife asks me why. Because by the time she wakes up, I'm off. I come late in the night. I'm off. I'm, I'm off. Like that. Like, relax more. Yeah, because until the thing is done, I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to rest. I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. No, I don't work under supervision. And God knew I would not have to work under supervision. Wow. I don't have to. I am naturally motivated. Yes, 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 naturally. When I'm being demotivated, I just pray. I just talk to God. Motivate me some more. Wow. I, am, I am a goer. I go. I'm just going. Oh, Jesus said to go. I'm going. Why, why, what am I sitting at this place for? Wow. No, that's why I get, I get bored of church. Like with the church. 
I'm there. I'm bored. Let, let's go somewhere else. This is where we've seen the Avengers. Let's go and see some other people's face. Let's go and see another group. Yeah, that's how I am. I can't stay at one place like we are, I'm with this is my church. There are thousand people in it. I'm passionate. I know everybody's problem. How the hairstyle changed from yesterday to today. No, no, no. That's not what Jesus said we should do. So I know I also don't stay. I have to move. I'm a preacher. That's what I do. This is what I do. You do whatever God says you do. Listen, when you get into it, don't, don't forgive anybody. Do you understand? Work for everybody to know that you are serious. Yes. Bishop Wedebu said, even my enemies know that I am busy. Even my enemies know that I'm a busy person. Yes. Like the enemies, they don't, he, they are criticizing, but he doesn't get, they realize that he doesn't get time to criticize them. There's no, he wants to criticize them, but there's no space. He's looking for time. Well, Monday, Oh, Charlie, I know we'll get time. I won't get any time. Even between 6.30 and 6.35, there's something happening. I could have used that five minutes to criticize it, but I can't. He says, even my enemies know that I'm busy. Staying on the job is what produces results. If you don't stay on your job, forget it. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, from verse 7. Let's read from verse 6. Let's read, I think it would be nicer from verse 6. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus. This is command from God. We command you in the name of our of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he received of us. What was the tradition? Next verse. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing, but we worked with labor, we wrought with labor and traveled night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you. He's repeating it again to the same group, same Thessalonian church. Next verse. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Next verse. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. No contribution, no chop. NCNC is in the Bible. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10. NCNC. This we commanded you, that if any of you would not work, he should not eat. So, don't, yes, don't make it a habit of you jump from one person to the other, one church member to the other. Someone comes to give a testimony of how God has blessed her with finances. As soon as she steps down from the podium, you start, you start, you start making demands. Can you give me a thousand cities to do something? What do you need a thousand cities for? You can't even pay. You don't have capacity to pay. We will not give it to you. Did you hear what I said? I'm warning everybody. If you don't know when someone comes to give a testimony and you start following the person like that, there's a case following you. No, why should you do that? You are, you, are, you are pushing people away from giving a testimony concerning what God has done for them. The testimony was given not so that you can follow them and ask for money, but so that you can be inspired that what God has done for one, he can do for another. Not to go and ask for 2,000 Ghana cities and not return it. Ask for 3,000 cities and not return it. Why should you take money from your fellow brother in the house of God and not return it? Why? First is alluding chapter 4. Let me show you. It's in the Bible. All these things are in the Bible. You don't like work. That's why you are behaving like that. I'm sorry, but I have to tell you. First is alluding chapter 4. Let's read from, from verse 2. From verse 2. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should, not, you should abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Verse 5. Not in the last of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. 
verse 6, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. No man should go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Defrauding. You were defrauding brother in the house. You take money with, under pretense. That's how oh, I return it. And we never see it again. And it's not discussed. You don't want us to talk about When we talk about it, you're angry. Are you a child of God or are you a child of the devil? Ask your neighbor, what, what are you? Look, look. Look at, look at what the Bible says. It says, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such. Not the man of God, not an angel. It says the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also have forewarned, and, forewarned you and testified. So don't think that these things are not in the scriptures. They are in the Bible. People were doing it in the Thessalonian church. And Paul warned them and told them, listen, it's the Lord is the avenger of all such. You, you make your brother say, think about you and do, hmm, because of money. Because of money. Or property or something. You have to be careful. Are you listening to me? Yes, work, tell me about work hard. If you took money from somebody, pay it back. Work hard and pay it back. Yeah, work hard and pay it back. Work hard and pay it back. Yeah, work hard and pay it back. Don't say that, oh, we are brothers in the Lord. And from Afaso, eh, eh has passed up. Air has passed up, so right now it's finished. What are you talking about? So you two who have who has the money, don't sit to be defrauded. It is either the money you are giving to the person is money you are not going to need again. If someone comes to ask you for two thousand cities and you have it and you know that the person will not return it, and if it doesn't return it to pay you, give the person give the person hundred Ghana cities and say, Oh, I'm this I'm dashing this to you. It's from my heart. Yes, I'm dashing this to you, it's from my heart. That's all. That's how we do it. Yes, that's what, that's what you have to do. Okay? Yeah. Don't, don't give the 2,000 and put your brother in danger. Tell him, I know you. The last time you took five, you didn't bring it. So, I, I, I can't give you the 2,000. I can give you 100 for you to use for something for yourself. Don't be shy. Don't be, don't, don't be afraid to say no. Eh? Is he shy to come to you? He's not shy. So, you to, why shall I shy? If I shall shy, shall I shy for you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm? Go to verse 11. And that he started to be quiet. This is not part of my notes. Oh. All this, what I've been saying for the last 30 minutes is not part of my notes. But God is prompting me to tell you. And that he started to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Work with your own hands. Next verse. That you may walk honestly toward them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. You may walk honestly. Become an honest person. You're not a dishonest person. You're an honest person. Making honest living. Making honest money. Why can't we come together and do something together? Two of us or three of us, we are, we are pushing to make something happen. Hmm? Why can't you do that? Pray. The Holy Spirit will give you ideas. Okay? Your mind is the mind of Christ. Go to First Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind. See, I have the mind of Christ. Do you know what that means? That means that you are entitled to groundbreaking ideas. And you are entitled to groundbreaking strategies from the Spirit. You are entitled to product, productive thoughts that brings increase to others. 
We have the mind of the anointed one. We have the mind of what? The anointed one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We Say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. So my mind produces results. I'm entitled to ideas. From the womb of the spirit. Yeah, ideas that work. Eh? Not, not just, you're you are just there. Let's put this, let's, no, ideas that work. You wait long enough to hear what God will have to say. Just, I will stay upon my watch to, see, to hear what the Lord will say. To hear, what is the Lord going to say? When you come out like that, you know unmistakably that what you are doing is going to produce results. Hallelujah. 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 Luke chapter 12, verse 49. I'm still talking about the point number two, but then I'm leaving it to point number three right now. Luke chapter 12, verse 49. I am come to send fire on the earth. And what will I if I be already if it be already kindled? Next verse. But have I but I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? This is Jesus talking about his his dream, his vision, the vision that God gave to him. Look at go back to verse 49. You can put it together, 49 and 50 together. Jesus said, I am come. And the reason why I've come is to send fire on the earth. And what will I if it be already kindled? What will I if it already, it's already up? It's working. But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I stretched? The word straightened is to be stretched till it be accomplished. How am I under, under severe pressure, severe agony until it be accomplished? I have to see what, what I've been designed for accomplished before I go. Jesus was a hard worker. Yeah. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. Do you think he was talking about evening? He was talking about the period when you couldn't work anymore. Bless you, our versions, probably to help us. Amplified. I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and how I wish that it were already kindled. I have a baptism which, with which to be baptized. And how greatly and sorely I am urged on, impelled, constrained until it is accomplished. I'm under a lot of pressure until it's accomplished. Even Jesus went through pressures. You are, there's no pressure around you. Oh. Stretched, stretched, accomplishing anything will stretch you. It will stretch you. It will stretch you. Probably I should talk about that point. Okay, it is point, it is point number five, but it keeps coming up. Oh, sorry, even point number six. But it keeps coming up. So let's go to that point. Probably God wants us to talk about it, okay? The next point in your quest to manifest the greatness that God has given to you, is that you will face challenges. You will face challenges. You will face challenges. So face them squarely. Okay? Face them what? Any God-given vision, any God-given dream is attacked. You were a child if you don't know what I'm talking about now. Thank God you are hearing it now. Anything that is sent from God comes with a lot of challenges because we have something called an adversary. There's an adversary. Yeah. So your adversary will let you sleep in a time like this so that you will miss what you are saying. You, you can't help yourself in the meeting so that he can get you in the same level that you are on for another 15 years. You think it's a joke? You think he's joking? You think the devil is joking? No, you, 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 you are a very big joke if you think that the devil is joking with you. The devil is very interested in your life. Tell your neighbor, the devil is very interested. 
Be sober. Then he says, be vigilant. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Then he says, whom resist thou steadfastly in the faith. If you do it partially, it won't happen. Whom resist thou steadfastly in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. If you have a God-given vision, God-given dream, you are dreaming big, the next thing is challenges. Every step of the way. You see, and challenges are the meal that God gives to you. It's a meal. It's a meal from the Lord. On a certain spiritual level, that is the only meal God gives to you for you to grow. Without that, you can't grow. I can recount the number of challenges we've gone through over the period. I can. Can't you recount some? Plenty. Plenty. In one year, we lost 100,000 Ghana cities because we're looking for venue. One for Medina Church. One for Asafo Church. We had two churches then, 2014. Yeah. In one week, 100,000 just left like that. Yeah. I had to become a CID by force. Yeah. Because the woman ran out. The one who took her money in Kumasi ran away. She relocated from her house. Even the house she was living in, it wasn't for her. But she showed it to a certain hospital that it was for her. She showed it for about 200,000 Ghana cities that it was for her. Yes. You know when they can't say Yachin and They've uh, cut her, her tongue. Whatever she says, you believe. There are people like that. Whatever she says, you believe. You will not think twice. Yeah. It's not a small thing. Out of, she was only, as at the time, we were the first group to, to arrest her. First group. And the first group to retrieve any money from her. She was owing three trillion. Three trillion. Old cities. Three trillion. I don't know how much that would be in, in Ghana cities now. That's all. Three? Not 300,000 Ghana cities. Oh, 300,000 Ghana cities. 300,000 Ghana cities is what? Three billion, right? Oh, three billion. This is three, three trillion. She was owing three million Ghana cities. New Ghana cities. Three million. Yes. Yes. And we're the only ones who were able to retrieve some of our money from her. Very well, very well, man. Challenges. Oh, you have no idea. Pastor Kobe was my policeman. Yes, I drove. We had to go and wait for her children to close from school. Wait for them to do their classes. We are sitting down as though we are not doing anything. Or because we want them to come out, not notice us. And a, a taxi comes for them. So it will drive them to the new house. Then we will just enter. That was how we got to get to the woman. And we arrested, we ourselves arrested her son. And took her to prison. That was the only way we could find her. Yes. Sometimes she realized that we were very serious. Yeah, because the police couldn't find her. I took police to her. The day before, at 8 p.m., she was in the house. Everybody was in the house. We went, there, went back there at 4 a.m. 4 a.m., nobody, the house was empty. It was like a ghost house. Nobody was there. She had moved in between that period. She had just vanished. Yeah. Challenges on every level. Every le- our, our challenges are small. Let me show you some people in the Bible. We've not faced much. We've, we've not faced much. If you have an extraordinary dream from God, you will face challenges. You will. Tell anybody you will. You will. Obstruct, obstructions, challenges, obstacles. Hmm? Obstacles. But they are all what? They are all bread. Say they are bread. Say it again. They are bread. You remember when God was taking Israel from Egypt to Canaan? When he took them out, when he was taking them out, he told them, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. 
He never mentioned that there were giants on that land. Never. And God will never tell you the challenges that are on the dream that he has given you. If he tells you you run away, you say, take your dream. I'm not interested. Yes, if he tells you, you will never. So God doesn't tell you. But there are plenty problems on the way. But all those problems are meat. They are bread for you. And also Joshua and Caleb said about the giants. They are as bread for us. The rest of the ten, I know you know the story. That's why I'm not quoting it. I'm not showing you the verse. The rest of the ten said that we, are, we were as grasshoppers in our sight. And so were we in their, in their sight. Yeah. They, they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And the people also saw them as grasshoppers. Yes. So they couldn't go. They couldn't enter into the promise. They missed it because they couldn't believe. Because of the obstacles, the challenges that came their way. There are plenty of challenges. Plenty of challenges. What happened to... Okay, this is Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. And, they were, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. So were we in their sight. But Joshua and Caleb said, these same giants that we are seeing as grasshoppers, they are as bread. The giants are as bread for us. And that's the truth. Caleb at age 80 climbed the mountain and took one whole mountain full of giants. He killed everybody on his own. Yes, on his own. And took that mountain for himself. He said, at 80, I feel like I'm 40. And I'm ready to do what God wants me to do. And he did it. Challenges are real. They are real. I want to be honest with you. They say life is war. Have you heard it before? How many of you remember Joseph? Did Joseph have a dream? Where did he get his dream from? He got it from God. He was sitting somewhere and God gave him a dream. What happened to him after the dream came? Let me show you a scripture in Psalm 105 concerning Joseph. Before his word came, it says the word of God tried him. Yeah. The word of God will try you. Let me show you some of his problems, okay? Psalm 105 verse 16. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He break the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. The first problem he had was that by virtue of the dream that he had, he became, he was sold for a servant. He was sold. 30 pieces of silver. He was sold. Next verse. Whose feet they hurt with fetters. They hurt his feet with fetters. Do you understand fetters? They put him in prison. They hurt his feet with chains. Stocks. Put his feet in stocks. Very strong chains. He was laid in iron. He, was, he, he slept on iron. Someone who was sleeping comfortably in his bed, in his father's bed chamber. Yeah. All of a sudden was sleeping on iron. That's what happens when you, are, you, have, you have a dream from God. Challenge. Do you know challenges? How many of you know challenges? Listen, you must face your challenges. You have to face your challenges. Yes, you have to face it head on. You must know that these challenges are coming and I'm going to face them. It, ministry is a long journey. And you must be aware if you are a minister. I'm aware that it's a very long journey. Very, very long journey. Just two buildings and there are so many problems. Yet we are building 50,000 buildings before we die. Yes. But we'll fight anyway. We, so we've made, we, you make up your mind that I'm in for a long fight. No, if you are going to fight Mike Tyson, you don't think that you are going to beat him in two, round two. 
So you just train till round two. It's a mistake. You will not go because his aim is to knock you out in round one. Isn't it? That's the same. That's Mike Tyson's aim. His, his aim is to knock you out in round one. So when he comes, giddy, 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 giddy. As soon as you take him beyond round six, he can't go again. That's how he is. And that's how the devil too is. I'm not saying Mike Tyson said that, but <laughs> so you must train for the long haul. We are going. We are going. We are going. We, we don't just build churches. So we build churches with a lot of sacrifices, a lot of challenges, a lot of problems. We are where? Yeah, we are where. And we are ready to push till the it gets to it. <laughs> logical conclusion. Do you understand logical conclusion? Uh-huh. Lo- to its logical conclusion. What's the logical con- conclusion of a, of a relationship? Marriage. Marriage. That's the logical conclusion of the relationship. It has to end up in marriage. And when you marry, what's the logical conclusion of the marriage? Till that do us part, one of us must die before we depart from each other. What do you say? Sex. Your mind is full of sex. Hallelujah. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord did what? tried him. The word of the Lord will try you. Obstacles will come your way. Challenges will come your way. Ask anybody who has tasted greatness before. You will see that it is on the backbone. It is on the premise of challenges. Plenty problems. But we win our fights. That's the last point I'm going to tell you. You have to win your fight. But you must face your obstacles. Face the challenges. Everyone has them. This is what, this is what happened to, to, to uh, Joseph. Yes, he was sold into slavery. And when he got into slavery, he ended up in Potiphar's house. When he ended up in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife said that, hey, you are the one I like. I love you. I'm love you. I'm kiss you. Um, something, something you. So the man's wife said, hey, you are the one I like. I love you. She was singing Westlife in the house. What are some of the Westlife songs that you know? An empty heart, an empty tummy, an empty something, something. Hey, can you imagine? I don't remember those songs, though. Yeah. Just singing all my life. I pray for someone. Hey! Something, something. You're chasing Joseph in the house. It was a major challenge in Joseph's life. Because one ejaculation from Joseph, him like this. And the dream that God had given to you would have been aborted. That would be the end. One. Finish. And after a time, his master's wife looking on Joseph with desire. Desire. You are my desire. Hey. He said, to, she said to him, be my lover. Hey. Hey. On your journey of becoming great, there's a woman that will come into your life. That will say unto you, be my lover. Let us kiss and say goodnight. Nobody will see it. It's just me and you. closest guy by you. The one ejaculation. Tell one ejaculation. <laughs> and your future is aborted.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have a message like that. I don't know if you've heard it. It's a, it's a message. Plenty problems, plenty challenges. Hallelujah. Joseph struggled, went through so many things. So many things. How about Abraham? Are all these people great people? Greatness. So greatness comes with challenges, obstacles, challenges. You must face them head on. You must make up your mind. We are going through. Whether there is a block, a blockade wall, whether it's a wall, whether it's a valley, whatever it is, we are going to go through. Okay? You make up your mind. You brace yourself. We are going. We are going to Kumase. There's a probability you can die on the road. Very high probability. But you brace your mind. You decide that I'm going to get there. And no matter the portal you hit or the swervings that you do, you see, I'm getting there. So you are, you are pushing on. And on. You are going. That's how the journey of greatness is. I mean, if you are called from... It's serious though. You will face... The, the devil will come in people. He will come in thoughts. He will come in situations. He will come in opportunities. Wrong opportunities that are not yours. Scholarships and all that. He will come in all kinds of traveling. Yeah. Wrong traveling. It will be, be your end. Oh yes. I don't, I don't know if I told you the story about a friend who died... In America, earlier this year, because it's a friend's friend, but he, his desire was always every time he wants to go to America, so he ended up in America. He was he went to work on his way home. He was invited to a drink up. It was outside, so he went for the drink up. As we were all drinking, we were all playing. A stray bullet from somewhere went through his heart, <laughs> and he died instantly. A stray bullet. He was just talking. Coffee. <laughs> So, if you see that the dead body was, his eyes were open like that. He was in shock. He couldn't believe that he had died. Yes. He didn't know that by traveling, his future was going to just be cut short. Yeah. Challenges. Challenges. Abraham was told by God, I'm giving you a child. Take, first of all, he said, I'm taking you to a land uh, that is different from your mother's place, your father's place. I'm sending you to a land that you know not. And Abraham journeyed in the land. He moved up and down and up and down. Months and years. Challenges. He'll go here, they'll say move. He'll go here, they'll say move. He'll go here and say, we are not accepting you. People were fighting all over. He had a comfortable place he was living before. But because of God's vision and God's dream, he had to move. And when he started moving, problems. Plenty of problems. Uh So, you see, don't think that um, the fact that God has said that you're minding this person means that everything will be fine. So don't run away. You get it? Don't run away when challenges are coming. The fact that God has promised that your child will be a superstar in the kingdom of God does not mean that that child will appear just like that. No. You can have sex 100 times, 150 times. No child. Yeah. But people will just swerve. Someone will just swerve like the shrimp. And she'll get pregnant. Just swerves like this. Just pregnant. Face the obstacles. Face the challenges. I'm talking about having a, a resolve that what God has said will come to pass. And I don't care about what the challenge I'm going to, It's going to come to pass. I'll fight and win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How about Jacob? You remember Jacob? 
How many of you remember Jacob? For one wife, Jacob had to work for 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. Can you imagine that Jacob is the one who had the blessings of marriage? Let me show it to you. Genesis 28, verse 1. And Isaac, I don't know if you are learning anything from what I'm sharing with you. You are learning something. Prepare. You have to prepare. I'm telling you. It's not a joke. Okay? It's not a joke. It's not a joke. If you are going to be a minister of the Lord, you should know. Plenty problems. If you are going to be a businessman, you should know. Yes. You've been called by God. God has given you a dream that your business is going to go all around the world. It's not. The devil knows. When God was saying it, the devil too was hearing it. And he will start making plans for you. He will start making plans for you. When God tells you, you will have the most precious of whatever. That's what the Bible says. That The Bible mentions that with these prophecies, wage a good warfare. Because as soon as prophecy comes, a warfare is ahead. Don't just sit and fold your arms. You always design prophecy. Prophesy! Prophesy! Odi, shame. Every insha- eh, comes with problems. Every prophecy comes with its own problems. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife in the daughters of Canaan. Of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethel, of thy, bro- thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence, of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. So they showed him where he should go for a wife. So he went for a wife there. And when he went, he saw one and liked. Wow. That when he saw him, he wept. He was like, ah, this is my beloved. My beloved is mine, and I'm my beloved. Next verse. Verse 3. And God Almighty, listen, he says, go and take a wife from here. Specific place. Go and take a wife from And God Almighty bless you. This is the vision of God for his life. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be a multitude of people. Continue. And give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger which God gave unto Abraham. Yet the one he chose could not have a child for a very long time. Long time. Rachel was not having a child. Leah was giving birth like, like double double. You're just giving birth. But the one that was chosen by God, the one through whom the seed will continue, Joseph was going to continue on the seed. It took so many years before Joseph came. And she even died in giving birth to the second child. To the extent that she said, Ah, no, I'll call this boy the son of my sufferings and the son of my pains. And his father, the father came and said, no, he's a, he's a prince. Yeah. Challenges. So don't cry when challenges are coming your way. Do you understand? Yes, Make up your mind that I'm going to face the challenge. And I'll show you how to face the challenge. The next two points are for facing challenges. They are for facing challenges and winning your challenges. Yes, because there are plenty, plenty there on the line. Plenty. You see, we are going to prophesy to you on 31st. How 31st next year is going to be wonderful. But you should know that against all the prophecies... No, you should know. You should know. You should know. Yeah. It is the mercy of God that will tell you the good side so that you can with them wage a good warfare. When something negative is happening, you say, this is not what God said. God said this and said that and said that. That's what my show up. Yeah. It's only a child who thinks that there are no challenges. Maybe you are still, you are still uh, 12 years old. Yes. You are still 12 years old in your mind. Did you become a doctor by osmosis? Did you have to learn? How about you? You had to learn. Were you challenged in your studies? It's not a small thing. Nothing good happens easily. 
It's a general principle. I see a lot of sad people like they want Jesus to come right now <laughs> so that all these things that we are talking about to just say. Paul said, I've, I, I, I've, I've not refused to give you the whole counsel of God. I must give you the whole counsel of God. Yeah. We employ grace to fight. We employ grace to do things. Okay? But you must know. You must know. You must know. How many of you heard of um, Dr. Polinenche's 100,000 seat auditorium recently? Okay, how many of you heard of Bishop Oedipo's Post 50,000 seat auditorium? I've never heard of it. You've ever heard of it, isn't it? Do you think it was built by osmosis? Or by diffusion? By declaration. I declare that there's a 50,000 seat auditorium sitting here. Yes, you can say in Jesus' name. That is the truth. It has happened. But after that, you must get to work. And as you are getting to work, a lot of challenges in the work. Plenty! First of all, the location where they were was a location for witches. It was just witches. I mean, people have planted things and done things. The location, the place where witches meet. The whole of Nigeria, that's where they meet. And that was a land God said, this is the land I'm giving to you. So you can imagine. Yes. So it's because the vision of God is against something that is not of God. The vision of God and the dream of God for your life is always against something that is not of God. Why did Jesus come? First of all, why was Abraham chosen by God? For Jesus to come. That's the first thing. The second thing is that so that his seed can destroy the Hittites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, and all those people who were occupying the land of Canaan and were evil. So because Abraham was alone, God told him that I will not do what I want to do right now. You shall give birth, your children shall grow, they shall go into Egypt, and I shall use them to defeat Egypt, and I shall bring them back here and defeat these people, because right now, their sins are not, their cup is not yet full. By the time they go and come back, their cup will be full. Then I'll use you to kill all of them. Wow. The vision of God is always against something that is bigger than you, you think. It's always bigger. Wow. You may not see it. Wow. Yeah, you may not see it, but there's something wilder. Jesus said, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. So the church is against the gates of hell. Are you seeing it? It's against the gates of hell. Yeah. Your choosing automatically produces enemies. When did Joseph get enemies? The day he started dreaming. Brace your mind. There's a long fight ahead of you. Brace your mind. Brace yourself. I'm going to win this fight. You have to. You have to. You have to. How about Isaac? Did Isaac have problems? Plenty problems. Plenty. Plenty. He had to lie at a point to survive. How about David? In first, in first Samuel chapter 16, David is anointed gloriously before his brethren. Anointed gloriously, powerfully. The following chapter, he's facing Goliath. The only way to prove and to make the anointing of God upon his life work and to make the dream of God upon his life to work is to bring a challenge. The first challenge he faces is Goliath. The second challenge he faces is his own boss, his own master, Saul. And he faced him to the end of his life. 
But did David become great? Emphatically, yes. He became very great. How did he be? What, what, where was his greatness embedded? His greatness was embedded in a challenge. Embedded in every challenge is your greatness. If you run away from the fight, you have run away from your glory. Rise up, put your feet and pray a little. Everywhere, wherever you are, just pray a little. I, I want these things to settle in your heart. You must brace yourself. You must brace yourself. You must brace yourself. Mao, come and come and pray, pray with us for two minutes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What happened to Jesus? When Jesus was going to glorify God and fulfill the dream and the vision of God concerning his life, what happened? He faced challenges. Yes, serious challenges. First of all, when he was born, his life was almost taken away. Yes, because of his birth. Plenty children died. Plenty because of one person's birth. Plenty people died. Yeah, because greatness was there. This was a great one. And the devil started, he wanted to just take it out at the birth. But it didn't work. And when it didn't work, he raised Pharisees to want to kill him. Yeah, so there was a day he said something. They wanted to stone him to death. They were going to push him off the cliff. But his time was not yet up. If your time is not yet up, nobody then nothing can kill you. Oh, at all. At all. Yeah. And he had to go through the challenge of the cross so that he can fulfill the glory of God and fulfill the blessings of God and the dream of God for his life. That's how it is. You can't run away from it. The earlier you resolve that, Charlie, we are going to fight, the better. It's like an inevitable fight. There's nothing you can do about it. No matter what you do, you are going to fight this fight. No matter what you do, you are going to fight this fight. So what do you do? No, the, what did they say? The blow, the knock, that is, that is inevitably yours. What do you do? I know the three version. How do you say it in English? The knock that is inevitably yours, you receive with vim. <laughs> as simple as ABCD. You remember when we were kids in school and they said they are going to lash the whole class? Somebody will say, I don't want to be lashed first. So they'll go to the back. I mean, no matter what you do, you'll be lashed. Why don't you collect the lashes? And just be happy. Some people come and game. They'll do this. <laughs> Odish. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Fight your fight. Okay? Face your fight. Face your challenges. Face them. Squarely. Let the devil know that you are serious. We are going to do it. No matter what challenge you bring, we are going to get it done. We are going to get it done. We are fighting and we are winning. David fought. David, the Bible says David could not build the temple of God because his hand was full of blood. Yes, he could not build because his hand was full of blood. He had fought plenty fights and won. He had faced plenty challenges. At a point, David had to live in enemy, ter- enemy territory just to survive. Yes, King David, though. He has been anointed king over Israel. Yes, anointed by the Holy One with the, with the horn of oil. 
not with a vessel of oil. Saul was anointed with a vessel of oil. But David was anointed with the horn of oil. Showing how powerful and how strong his ministry was. He starts off with challenges. And continues and continues and continues and continues. It is challenges that makes people lose focus. So someone started a business that God said he should start. But because he started a business and there was no money, he was expecting 10,000 to start with, and 2,000 came. He has moved up and down, that 8,000 is not coming, so he gives up. He hears that some other group is, needs 2,000 to do something, you can multiply your money by five, so he takes his money there. <laughs> and the money does not come back again. The end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Win your fight. Okay? Stay there. Win your fight is actually the last point, but it keeps coming to me too. Yeah. Point number four. Have I explained point number three for you very well? How many of you understand point number three? Do you remember Daniel? Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How many of you remember them? Were they called of God? Wonderful men of God. They said we will keep ourselves from the king's meat. And the Bible says they were found to be ten times wiser than every other person. Is that not so? What happened to them? One was in the lion's den. Three were in fire. Called of God. It was as though the fire was going to end their lives. It was as though the Lion was going to end Daniel's life. Did that happen? Was that a challenge? Was that a challenge? It was a challenge. Their greatness came from those experiences. The challenges are bred. I said on a certain level, that is the only meal the Holy Spirit will bring to you. That's the only meal God will bring to you. Without that, you can't grow. Without that, you can't grow. You need it. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.